Welcome back to The Scotting Report. Joining me today is the very talented Jalen Williams. Jalen is currently in his junior season at Santa Clara and is leading the Broncos to a very impressive 20-10. and 10. Jalen, you're a next-level talent, and I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Thanks so much for being here. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Oh, for sure. So let's jump right into it. In high school, you were a three-star athlete, despite averaging 20 points a game and dropping a 41-point performance at the end of your senior season. Where did you want to play growing up? Um, I don't think I really, I wasn't really like into the college scene growing up. I was more focused on a, just kind of playing. I think, yeah, I think that was good for me. You know, just kind of, I was just more engulfed in having fun playing. I never actually had like a dream school or somewhere I really wanted to go. Um, I think the closest thing to that was, uh, I was in love with Syracuse's like, uh, jerseys for like the longest time, you know? So, uh, that, that's probably the closest I had to like, you know, wanting to play somewhere. So when you started getting recruited, what was that process like for you? And why did you ultimately end up choosing Santa Clara? Um, my recruitment was kind of all over the place. I think a lot of colleges uh, like didn't really want to take the risk on me just because I was short. But so like, I'll give you an example. I was like 5'9 with a 6'11 wingspan wearing a size 15. But I was like that throughout like my junior year as well. So, you know, my recruitment was, oh, you know, you're really good, but we don't know if you're going to grow and all this. So it was kind of up and down. So like the main people that hit me up was obviously Santa Clara, uh, UCSB, uh, Hofstra, you know, those are those end up being my top three. But those were like the most prominent throughout my recruitment process. Okay, well. Looks like you ended up at the right place because clearly what you're doing there is really special. I'm sorry, you said five nine with a six eleven wingspan. Yeah, yeah I was like, I might give myself another inch. I was five ten. Okay, well now you're six six. Has your wingspan expanded? Yeah, it's seven two. Wow. Yeah. Well, those are clearly some NBA numbers. Yeah. You know, Kelly Oubre is famously long. He's got a seven three wingspan, and you're basically there. And you guys mm-hmm. are both six six. So. Um, in terms of reach, you clearly have some NBA range. So Santa Clara was picked sixth when the conference preseason poll came out. But it looks like now you're going to finish third. What can you say about what your team has done that's led you to achieve the success that you guys have so far this season? Um, I just think we're resilient. Like We've been through a lot of ups and downs, You know, not having Yosip to start the season that, you know, that's obviously a big blow, but I think just being able to stick with him, I thought we played really well in that spurt. And I think uh, just overall, it's probably one of the closest teams that I've, you know, been a part of apart from last year where we were stuck together and had no choice to be close, but just, I think we're a really genuine team and we get along well. And I think that's really been able to kind of ooze on the court. And I think we've been playing, you know, really well because we play really cohesive. Cohesive is a great word. I'd say the cohesive play is evident. I'd like to pivot to your conference. So your conference gets a lot of attention because Gonzaga is usually in the top of the country in terms of the standings every year, at least in recent history, in your time in college. Also in your time in college, you've seen BYU be ranked the past two years and St. Mary's this year. So there's always a couple of teams who are clear contenders. And then the rest of the league... There are a lot of good teams, but then there are a lot of teams who just clearly can't compete at that level. So what is it like going up against, you know, a team like Gonzaga, who you've played five times in three years, and they've been ranked either number one or number two all five of those times. 
And then to go from that to playing against teams who are on the other side of that college basketball dominance spectrum. Um, it's fun. Obviously, like you said, you know, playing against Gonzaga, you know, being the one or the two throughout my, you know, however long I've played them and, you know, five times playing them. It's just fun to be able to go and compete in that environment. Obviously, it's fun to go play against like maybe, you know, we, they've had a ton of NBA prospects. So it's always good to see where you line up there. And then just over the course of my years being here, like even though it is lopsided, there really hasn't been any, uh, I would say, like easy wins or kind of like, you know, be able to look past because you look prior years like uh, Pepperdine's always like historically been really good. You know, they just put uh, Kessler Edwards in the NBA. Um, you have teams like San Francisco, who, uh, who's been in the top 25, uh, you know, a couple of times in my years being here. So, and then, you know, you got, you know, places like LMU where it's never an easy win to go and play and, you know, just kind of top to bottom. Portland's really good this year. Um, so it's just really fun to get, you know, that wide array. And I think that's what uh, has made us pretty good. You know, we know that we will get everybody's best shot throughout the year. So I think that that's definitely been the most fun. I'm glad you brought up Kessler Edwards going to the NBA draft because the draft is actually the the focus of my next question. Edwards went at the kind of in the middle of the second round. Um, Corey Kispert from Gonzaga went in the middle of the first round, and Jalen Suggs, also from Gonzaga, went fifth overall. You understand, based on who you've played against, kind of where you might match up and where you think you can go in this NBA draft upcoming, you know, based on who's available this year and whatnot. There's obviously a lot that goes into it. My question to you is, what is your process like? Because you're a very interesting prospect right now. According to a lot of mock drafts, you have the potential to go in the second round towards the end of it or possibly go undrafted but still make a team. And I like you as a player an awful lot. I actually think that you have sneaky potential to get into the first round. So what goes into your decision-making process when you're considering your future in terms of do I go back to college for my senior year or is this the time to go and chase my dreams of the NBA? Um, I think a lot of things, you know, everybody wants to get their education first and foremost paid for, uh, you know, to be able to walk out of, you know, college or school, you know, with, you know, no debt. Um, and then I think just kind of what I've been learning, you know, cause obviously it's a pro like this is a new process for me. So just learning, um, kind of like the little nuances, like dates to be able to, you know, jump back in and forth of, you know, what you want to do, if you want to declare or not. Um, but ultimately it's just, I think age has been kind of a, a contributing factor into knowing that, but obviously I haven't made any decisions and I haven't really looked into it. So as I think as time progresses, I'll know a little more and I'll be able to figure that out. Okay. And while you figure that out, what has your experience been like with agents trying to recruit you and work with you professionally? Is that something that you're still kind of vetting out or is that something that's just kind of on the back burner until the season's over? Uh, it's been on the back burner for me individually, but like, uh, like I've, I've been in contact and I usually send him my dad. So uh, he, he definitely goes through that whole process. And then obviously whenever our season ends, I'll be able to kind of meet back up with him and figure that out. I like that. They have to get through dad in order to get to you. That's really great. Yeah. So I want to talk about your transition as a player. So I want to break down your game based on the numbers. So in your freshman season at Santa Clara, you averaged about seven and a half points a game, just under two assists, just under a steal and a half per game. 
your numbers are all really solid in terms of field goal percentage, free throw percentage. Everything's very, um, very average. And for a freshman, technically, you know, it's very good. And then your sophomore season, you have a big jump in terms of points and assists. And, and really, your numbers in terms of percentages all fall. Each one, you know, field goal percentage, three-point percentage, free throws, everything goes down a little bit. And then in your junior season, something clicks because not only have the percentages gone way past where they ever were, you go from seven and a half in your freshman year to 11 and a half in your sophomore year. Now you're at 18 points a game. It's just a huge jump. You're averaging twice as many assists as you ever have. You're still doing great with blocks, steals. Really, your game is very well-rounded. And again, those percentages, they're all through the roof in terms of your overall production. So my question is, what clicked going between, you know, a player who was kind of coming into their own, figuring it out when you were a sophomore to now in your junior season, it just looks like whatever you're doing has really translated to the court. What are we, the fan, not seeing? Um, I think just, you know, kind of nobody really sees it unless you're like kind of in the gym with whoever prospect has been able to get better. I think uh, I was kind of able to look in the mirror after last year. And, you know, obviously that was a, a crazy year for everyone. So I was just able to kind of look at uh, different film and be like, oh, OK, well, you know, you ended the game with eight here and you could have had 17 just by, you know, kind of figuring out the game that way. So I think film was a big part and then not losing confidence as well. I was still pretty confident in myself. I kind of went through a lot of injuries throughout last year and then kind of combating that with not being able to get into a gym because we were living out of a hotel in Santa Cruz, fighting for uh, fight for different spots in the gym to even be able to practice. So I kind of knew, I was like, okay, yeah, your jump shot, we, you know, turn around like you've always been a good shooter. So I never really lost confidence in that. Uh, but yeah, just honestly, film was my biggest step forward, you know, just kind of figuring out different ways that I could be effective on the court. And then, obviously, I feel like the coaching staff also put me in a pretty good position to be able to excel. And of your specific game, what is the one part that is your favorite that has evolved from the time that you walked into Santa Clara as a freshman? Um, I would say playmaking, just from the standpoint of being able to understand the game and kind of get different people involved. I kind of take pride in that now, just because I've seen so many different defenses thrown at me and you know, just being able to be effective in the pick and roll in different scenarios. So I definitely say playmaking and being able to, you know, kind of play off the ball and play off my teammates has been huge. I'm so glad that you said playmaking because it's such an evident part of your game. Um, you know, as someone who's never competed at your level, can you explain what that's like? A lot of people say, you know, the game has slowed down and, you know, you can just see things more clearly. But what does that really mean to you when you're in that moment when you're playing and you're making plays for your team, what is that like? Um, I think the best way I'll put it is um, to relate it is if you're, you know, like your first day on the job, it's kind of overwhelming to be able to like, you know, try and figure out everything and remember, you know, little nuances of it. But obviously as you continue to do your job, it kind of becomes clockwork. And that's like the best way that I would be able to describe it. Obviously it's a little more different with basketball, but that's just kind of how the approach that I've had, like, you know, being able to take a step back and look, everything is actually, like you said, slowing down. I'm able to kind of see some of my old mistakes where I've made them and then be able to kind of improve upon it now. Wow, that's a great analogy. Thank you for that. Steve Nash is currently the most famous player to come from Santa Clara. 
Do you think you could beat Steve Nash today in a game of one-on-one? <laughs> uh, I would say, yeah, but Steve Nash is in good shape. So I think that'll be a good game. He's, he's definitely in good shape still. And uh, obviously he's a Hall of Famer. So yeah, I'm going to say, yeah. Oh, yeah. I- I'm sure Steve Nash, uh, I'm sure his game has reached a new level of like veteran style and just general craftiness but if it came to a game of one-on-one i think you've got the length and the skill to take him so as we're you know doing this call i'm looking at your walls here on zoom and i'm seeing you've got iverson and kobe is there someone who kind of speaks out to you that you've kind of modeled your game after um, I think mentality wise is Kobe. I'm, I'm a huge Kobe fan. So, um, just, you know, kind of mentality going into it like that and kind of how obsessive he was over the game. But, um, as far as like play style, I don't think I play like Kobe at all, which is, which is fine. Um, I've tried to take a lot from, uh, like Bradley Beal. Um, I watched a lot of Chris Paul in the summer. Just, just, I figured I was being the pick and roll a lot more this year. So obviously who better to watch than Chris Paul. Yeah, and uh, Karis LeVert, I think, is another big one, you know, because I think him and Bradley Beal are, you know, very good at what they do and being able to pick their spots. So Kobe's mentality, Chris Paul's general intellect and awareness, Brad Beal for shooting, and Karis LeVert's tenacity. That's a terrifying combination if you can replicate it. Well, Jalen, that's all I've got for you today. Um, You know, I, I so appreciate your time, and I know you're about to go and compete in the West Coast Conference tournament in a couple of days. So I wish you the best of luck in that tournament. You know, go get them. Yeah, and, that. you know, thanks so much for being on the show. You know, we're, you're welcome back anytime. And I'm really glad that we got a chance to sit down today. Man, I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for having me on here. Uh, yeah, good luck with the rest of, you know, your, your time doing this. Hey, man, we, you know, we wish you nothing but the best. And, you know, we'll have to get you back on when you're at the next level. All right, appreciate it. No problem. This podcast is hosted by Scott Eisenstadt and produced by Central Park Sound. Audio supervision, editing, and theme song by Jordan Schiff. Make sure to rate and review this episode. And if you haven't already, please like, subscribe, and follow The Scotting Report wherever you listen to podcasts.